Hey, hey, what's up there, folks? Sorry for that slight de delay. I forgot that I, my camera was not uh, on there for, for a brief second there. But hey, welcome. Thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, welcome to my stream. My name is Dean Kulawera. Every Wednesday, 11 a.m. Eastern time zone without uh, no excuses whatsoever. I'm right here to help you folks out in your job search, all right? Job search tips, resume tips, interview tips, uh, anything and everything that's going to help you folks perform your job search more effectively, more, most importantly, folks, practically, all right? I'm all about practical tips and advice. I'm all about pragmatic strategies that are going to work in here and now, right? Look, the hiring cycle, the recruitment cycle is not perfect. It's not, it's not like an ideal scenario. I know for a lot of job seekers out there. So what I want to, what I want to do on, on, you know, every Wednesday on my streams is show you how to navigate the waters as it is. All right. Until things change, until things improve, you need to be equipped with, just, you know, tactics and strategies that are going to help you navigate the waters as they are. All right. So, Hey, hit me up in the comments. Let me know who you are, where you're tuning in from. And, uh, you know, make sure you let me know what, what, you know, what, what your, what your skill is, what your field is, you know, what kind of job opportunities you're looking for. Feel free to introduce yourself in the comments and let myself and everyone know. Don't be shy. And a uh, quick shout out to everyone on Facebook, YouTube, uh, LinkedIn, obviously, as well as Twitter tuning in. Let me actually go live on my Instagram as well. Uh, looks like I am going live. Yeah, it looks like I'm live on Instagram. So shout out to everyone on Instagram as well. Thanks so much for, for those of you tuning in. And today, folks, what I'm going to be speaking about is why 76% of job seekers are experiencing not getting responses to their job applications as their number one challenge, right? That's not a small number. And I'm going to go over the results of my, uh, you know, I'm going to go over where I got the 76% from. It's not some random number that I uh, came up with. I'm going to share with you um, the results of, the, of, of a recent LinkedIn poll I did where I got these numbers from. We got my friend Somea in the house. Somea from Toronto. We got the six in the house. Thanks so much for tuning in, Somea. Uh, feel free to continue uh, continue introducing yourself, folks. And uh, I'm going to get today's session started shortly. Uh, by the way, uh, just a heads up to those of you tuning in. If you're a project manager, if you're a PM, or you're an aspiring PM, you're, you're thinking about getting your PMP. I'm currently coordinating with a, a potential guest who will be joining me potentially next week, most probably next week, who completed her PMP in less than 20 days. All right. In 20 days or less than 20 days. Uh, so make sure you follow me. If you're, if you're not following me already, make sure you follow me, folks. If you have an interest in project management, you're, you're thinking about getting your PMP. I'm going to have a special guest in probably next week who completed her PMP within 20 days. All right. I'm going to have, I'm going to drill her and, and, uh, you know, grill her on how she actually did this, how she actually achieved this in 20 days. How did you, how did you, how did she get her PMP within 20 days? All right. So make sure you tune in. It's probably going to be next week. So. That being said, let's talk about today's topic, right? And hey, if you just joined, feel free to introduce yourself in the comments and uh, don't be shy. Visibility, folks, visibility is one of the, the key challenges job seekers face. Lack of visibility. People don't know you. People don't know, don't know you exist. People don't know you exist. They can't interview you. They can't consider you for opportunities. They don't know who you are, right? So use this opportunity, right, to introduce yourself in the comments so people know who you are. And hey, maybe they know someone that might be hiring. Maybe you know someone that might be hiring. And all of you folks can connect with each other and help each other out. So hey, hit me up with a like. Make sure you share with your network. And I'm going to dive right into today's topic, all right? So today's topic, why, why most job seekers are not getting responses when applying for jobs online. Now, the reason I wanted to cover this topic is because 
because of a recent LinkedIn poll that I do uh, or, or that I did, right? Now, I've been doing this poll so far. I've done it like two, three times. And I did this poll earlier this year as well. Now, let me let me bring up the results from the most recent poll I did, which was, I believe, last month. And the question I asked from people was, okay, job seekers of the following, what is the greatest challenge you're currently facing in your job search? Right? Uh, uh, like, what is the greatest challenge you're currently facing in your job search? And I gave a couple of response, possible responses here, right? Number one was no responses after applying. Number two challenge was can't pass the interview stage. Number three was salary and rate negotiations. And then the final one was other in case I missed out on, on, on anything that might have been, uh, you know, important that I missed out. Now, 420 of you voted. All right. So this is not some small number. Like I'm not basing this, these results, like, you know, 10 people who voted. This is 420 of you from no particular sector, no particular location in the world. Although, you know, understandably, majority of my connections and majority of the people who follow me are in Toronto, Canada. But 420 of you voted and 76% of you said that no responses after applying for job after applying to jobs online is the number one challenge that you're dealing with and that you're facing with, right? Uh, the number two, ch uh, two challenge was can't pass interview stage. And that was only 15%, folks. All right. So this is like a landslide difference between first place and second place. So look, if you're tuning in, chances are you might be dealing with the same issue right now. Right. You're, you're, you're applying for jobs and you're not getting responses after applying online. And, and if you're experiencing that, folks, do not feel bad. All right. Because clearly you're not the only human being on this planet who's going going through this. Right. And, and let me share with you results from from, uh, you know, the previous poll. Right. That I didn't that I did earlier this year in like January. So th this poll was from uh, last, you know, this month, uh, this month or last month, I think March or April. This is from January. Notice, <laughs> like literally there's no difference. There's no difference, folks, in the results. Only difference is maybe, uh, you know, there's, you know, 426 people voted. But it's the same thing. No responses when applying is the number one challenge, 76%. So, look, if you're going through this, do not feel alone, right? Nothing wrong with you. Nothing wrong with your ability. Does not mean you're not talented. Doesn't mean you lack intelligence, Right. Uh, just so many people are going through this, right? And I see some more, uh, some comments in the, uh, some uh, comments there. Somaya says, thanks. Hey, no worries. Somaya, good to have you here. Thanks so much for tuning in. Roy says, Dean, uh, doesn't look like the remind me button works. Okay, interesting. Yeah, Roy, because I did notice that not as many people were joining in today. So maybe the reminder notification didn't go up, but I appreciate you letting me know. Uh, you know, occasionally, unfortunately, these glitches happen in, on LinkedIn. So, uh, but thanks for letting me know, Roy. I ho uh, hope you're doing fantastic. Uh, we got my friend Arjun in the house. Arjun says, your tips have got me a job with a leading telco MNC and negotiated 10K more than industry standards. Wow, that's amazing, Arjun. Hey, so this is what I always look out for, folks, all right? I love hearing about the results, right? So Arjun, you know, Arjun has been tuning into my live streams. I usually always see, well, not maybe not always, but, you know, I, I usually see Arjun tuning in uh, pretty frequently into my live streams. And not only did Arjun tune in, but obviously he's been applying what I've been speaking about to his job search. And this is a fantastic win, Arjun. Congratulations, my friend. Really happy to hear this. Uh, so Arjun says that, you know, he's been tuning into my streams and, and, and my tips have helped him land a fantastic gig at a telco multinational company. And he negotiated 10K more than the industry standards. Fantastic win there, Arjun. Uh, so happy that you experienced that. So happy you got value out of my live streams and really appreciate you sharing that with everyone. Uh, really appreciate that. 
so Sumaya, Sumaya, I think you have a question, Sumaya. So let me just get into get to your question shortly, Sumaya. But I want to start with today's topic. So look, I share with you folks some of the the results from the, the these polls that I've been doing, right? So the majority of you might be experiencing this, right? Majority of you might be experiencing you're applying for jobs, but you're not getting responses. You're not getting responses to your applications. Now, before I get into why this is happening, folks, I want to set the foundation. And, and by the way, I'm going to split today's uh, today's session into two parts. All right. The first part, I'm going to I'm going to show uh, explain why this might be happening, why you're applying for jobs and you're not getting responses. I'm going to share with you why that's happening. Second part, I'm going to talk about how you need be how you need to be dealing with it. What's the solution? What you need to be doing to make making sure you're standing out. You're not just another resume in the crowd. You're not just another face in the crowd, but you're standing out. And you're getting getting yourself in front of hiring teams, hiring managers, recruiters, whoever it is. Now, to kind of set the foundation, there are four metrics, folks. All right. Now, if you're taking notes, this this is definitely a part you want to take notes on because this is so important as a job seeker. Like these are four metrics, four metrics you need to be keeping track of as a job seeker. Right. Shout out to my friend Manish who just joined in on Instagram. So Manish, if you just joined in, I'm talking about why so many job seekers are not getting responses to their job applications, all right? By the way, heads up folks, for those of you tuning in on Facebook, uh, I just got a heads up that there's trouble with, with Facebook streaming. So you might wanna switch over to YouTube or LinkedIn, all right, for, for my friends tuning in from Facebook. Uh, there are some issues with Facebook streaming right now. So switch over to my YouTube channel or to my LinkedIn. So if you wanna continue watching the stream, all right, just a heads up. Uh, all right, so there's four metrics you wanna keep track of folks, all right, as a job seeker. Throughout your job search, and then again, I don't care what sector you're in. I don't care what level of your career in. I don't care if you're like an entry-level new graduate. I don't care if you're a C-level executive. Four metrics everyone needs to keep track of in their job search, right? Metric number one is number of applications you have put out. Number of number of applications you have put out. This is the first metric you need to keep, keep track of. Uh, metric number two is uh, how many of those applications converted into pre-screens, right? Initial pre-screen, pre-screen, uh, you know, the initial pre-screen you have usually with the recruiter, usually with the corporate recruiter, usually with maybe the hiring manager in some cases, how many of those applications converted into uh, actual pre-screens? That is metric number two. Metric number three is how many of those pre-screens converted into uh, first interviews right? or, or interviews in general, right? So metric number three is how many pre-screens converted into uh, interviews, right? Now this metric number three can be subdivided into, into, into several, you know, subsections because, uh, depending on the company, there might be several interviews in the process, right? It might be one interview, it might be two, three, four, whatever it is. Metric number three, you got to keep track of those conversion rates, right? And metric number four is number of offer letters, offer letters put on the table. These are the four metrics you have to keep track of folks. All right. Uh, some quick shout outs here. We got my friend Sneha in the house. Hey, Sneha, good to have you here. Thanks so much for tuning in. We got Elham in the house. Thanks so much for tuning in, Elham. Uh, Somaya says, sorry if my question is not relevant. Hey, no, 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 not at all, Somaya. Your question is not irrelevant. Uh, I'm just going to cover today's topic uh, before I get into your question, all right? So sit tight, hang in there. I will get to your question shortly, all right? So uh, just hang in there. So those are the four four metrics you need to keep, keep tracking of as a job seeker, folks. Number one, number of applications put out. Number two, number of pre-screens these applications have resulted in. So metric number three, Number of uh, interviews those pre-screens has resulted in, right? First interviews, second interviews, third interviews, fourth, fourth interviews, whatever it is. And metric number four is number of offer letters on the table. These are four metrics you need to keep track of. That'll let you know 
where the issue is in your in your job search first and foremost all right now most of you tuning in if you're still sticking around here you're probably experiencing uh, metric number you know your issue is probably between metric number one and metric number two you're applying for jobs you're not getting responses you're not able to move on to metric number two which is pre-screens you're applying to a whole bunch of positions you know little to no responses that is your problem that is the problem you're experiencing right now that's what we're going to be addressing in today's section all right uh, today's session but even if that's not the case remember folks those four metrics will always keep you honest about what's happening in your job search that's going right and what's going wrong all right so so always keep track of those metrics now why are you not getting responses to your job applications why is this happening why are you applying for like you know maybe tens maybe even hundreds of job applications and you're not getting any responses or getting very little responses now there's there could be a couple of reasons as to why this is happening folks all right now one of the most common reasons is simply it could be your resume all right it could be a resume and 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 you might be wondering okay dean yeah but what exactly about my resume well it could be that your resume is not being customized for the position you're applying for now i know this is very tedious work all right i know it's very annoying like to have to customize your resume for each and every position you're applying for but the fact is folks you need to be looking at things on the other side of the table right what is the recruiter going to be looking for what is the hiring manager going to be looking for well they're going to be searching for resumes based on those key skills requirements listed in the job job description and if you're not uh, you're not customizing your resume to to match and highlight the most relevant stuff reflected on the job description you might not be showing high up in the search rankings all right uh when when the recruiter is searching for you on their ats or they receive those those emails or whatnot and they, and they do a keyword search on your resume your resume is not going to stand out if you're not highlighting the right stuff so Issue number one is it might be your resume. It might have to do simply with your resume. Uh, and the fact that your resume is not customized for the positions that you're uh, that you're applying for. Now, while we're speaking about resumes, I did want to hit, uh, you know, address this whole one page resume thing and multi-column resumes. If you have a multi-column resume or a one page resume, this might affect. Right. And by the way, the one page resume thing, don't don't worry too much about the number of pages, but the multi-column resume. Uh, if you have a multi, you know, this, th there's this new thing now, right? There's these new templates going on, going around uh, with resumes having multiple columns, right? Usually it's two columns. And the reason why people are doing this is a lot of you folks, you're trying to fit as much information into one page, right? Uh, let me know in the comments if this is the case. Let me know if you're using a multi-column resume. Yes, it does look nice, folks. And, and I actually did a video and a, and a post about this recently. Yes, it looks nice. Yes, it's human friendly. But not all ATS platforms can detect multi-column resumes. This is the par problem, right? This is the issue. And, and there's many, and no disrespect to, you know, all the resume writers out there who are, who are selling these multi-column te templates and stuff like that. But I'm here to tell you about the practicality of, of, of this multi-column resume, folks. All right? The multi-column resume is not recognized by, by, by some ATS platforms out there. Now, maybe there are some newer systems out there that can recognize and intelligently identify that you have multiple columns on your resume, but there are many ATS platforms that do not, that do not properly parse this because what, what happens is the resume, uh, you know, recruiters don't have the time to download each and every resume that that's sent to them or, or that's, that's, that's on their ATS platform that they use. So what happens is the ATS platform, what it does is it automatically what's called parses, parses your resume into the, the system. So that it's readable within the ATS, so the recruiter has does not have to constantly 
click and download save as you know click download save as click download save as they're not doing they're not wasting their time doing that now the problem with multi-column resumes is in this process of converting the resume from you know word pdf whatever it is into a readable format within the ats not all ats platforms are able to distinguish the multiple columns in your resume so this is why my suggestion folks is that you use a single column resume because it's practical all right use the multi-column resumes when you have a, an in-person face-to-face meeting and you're physically handing over your resume to another human being that's when a multi-column resume makes sense because it looks nice it's easy to read uh it, it's easy to read all that information it's nicely divided into different sections you can put charts you can put flow charts and all you know whatever you want to do but the fact is it's not practical uh, when it comes to ATS platforms, right? And, you know, I don't know the, the actual statistic of this. I am definitely pulling out a number out of the air right now, but I would assume at least 80% of 80% of the time, your resume is probably going into to an ATS platform, right? Directly or inter, indirectly, it's going to end up in, on an ATS. And if you got a multi-column resume, uh, just to give you a heads up, folks, not all ATS platforms can detect multi-column resumes, all right? Uh, so just want to give everyone a heads up on that. Now, if you want to hear more about that, and I have a few words to speak about that regarding one page resumes as well, because I do think personally that one page resumes might be an issue. Uh, check out my LinkedIn profile, go to the featured section, check out my article, which I released on Monday. All right. Check out that article. If you want more information about this, because I speak about the one page resume and some potential risks, uh, regarding the one page resume as well. So again, go to my LinkedIn profile. If you're watching this on LinkedIn, Go to the featured section and, and you'll see my article from Monday. Make sure you read that article, right? So resume could be, you know, one of the reasons. Now, reason number two, why you might not be getting responses is it could simply be the position, the positions you're applying for, right? It could simply be that you're, you're, you're applying for positions that are not a direct fit for, for you and what you bring to the table. Now, this might be the case with the fact that, uh, you know, you're, you're applying for a position that's maybe a little bit senior, Right. Uh, maybe you're, you're someone very ambitious, right? You're like, yeah, you know what, Dean, I know I only have like, you know, four years of experience, but I'm confident I can apply for these roles that require eight years of experience. And maybe you are capable folks who knows, but the fact is, if you only have four years of experience, you're applying for a senior level role, they're not going to consider you. So if you're, you know, most of your applications are for positions that are way senior to, to, to wherever you're at in your career. It might be that, that that's why you're not being considered for these roles. And the flip side is true as well. Maybe you're someone who, who's senior and you're applying for the majority of positions, which are much more junior to, to where you're at in your career. So, so you got to make sure that, you know, you're applying for the right positions, or maybe it could be that, that, that you're, you know, applying for a position that's not directly, directly related to your field and your skill set. Right. That could be another issue as well. You're, you're applying for maybe maybe you're a, uh, a software developer. Uh, you're trying to get into project management and you're applying for project management positions, but your resume isn't catered to a project management position. You're, you're talking about all your software development stuff. You haven't highlighted maybe some of the project management aspects you've dealt with in the past. So what you're applying to might make a difference as well. So you got to make sure there's there's as little disconnect as possible between what you bring to the table and the position, uh, the positions and the roles that you're applying for. So always keep this in mind. This is another aspect as well. Now, the other thing is, and this is, you know, definitely something that, that I've seen during because of the onset of, you know, COVID-19. And that is simply higher, higher levels of competition, folks. That, that's just the reality of it. There's much higher levels of competition right now.
Like I, I've been speaking to like hiring managers uh, who tell me that, hey, uh, you know, we post a job posting and we get like, you know, six, 700 applications coming and, and we do not have the time to go through all six, 700 applications. All right. I've spoken to other people who actually tell me that they, they post a job and they get like thousands of applications. And this is definitely the case at larger companies, folks. Right. I mean, let, let's just keep it real. Right. Larger companies, because of their pop popularity, because they're so well known, because so many people, uh, you know, want to work at these large, well-known institutions, they might get thousands of applications depending on the, on the role and the position, right? Assuming it's not like a really niche specific uh, kind of a skill set that they're looking for. So this is one of the other major issues is major levels of competition right now before COVID-19. And, and by the way, feel free to Google this, folks, right? Don't take my word for it. But prior to COVID-19, on average, right, the, the average for every, you know, the average was for every job posting put out, there was on average 250 applications that, that were coming in for every job posting, right? Now, this is pre-COVID-19. Now, I have not been able to find any accurate up-to-date figures on what the new average is, but I would assume it's probably higher right now because just because of the, the, the level of available talent, right? There's, there's more available talent on the market due to layoffs and, uh, you know, people getting laid off and, and being without employment and all that stuff. And there's a much larger pool of available talent applying for either the same or, or fewer opportunities out there. So this has resulted in more people applying for each and every position out there, right? So this is why if you go, even if you go on LinkedIn, some job postings, it allows you to see how many applications uh, have been submitted already. And you'll see it's usually like a couple of hundreds of people, right? In some cases, thousands. So high levels of competition is the other uh, is the other reason why many of you are not getting responses to your job applications. Uh, and this is this is where you got to make sure that you're not depending solely on applying online, right? Which is what, which is where, how we're going to get into now the next segment of this session. But before I get to that, if you want to hear more about the statistics behind uh, the ATS and and why you're not getting responses to your applications, if you haven't done so already. Make sure you sign up for my free masterclass, folks. All right, in my free masterclass, I go into more detail about the numbers uh, uh, behind the ATS and why, you know, less than maybe five, probably between five, only five to eight percent of the applications uh, sent to a job posting will actually receive a phone call. Between five to eight percent, folks. All right, it's ridiculous. But if you want more information about that, and if you want to know the three-step process you need to be using. Sign up for my free masterclass. It's at dkglobaltalent.com forward slash masterclass, dkglobaltalent.com forward slash masterclass. Again, dkglobaltalent forward slash masterclass. Check that out if you want to know more details on the numbers behind that. Uh, in the masterclass, I go into more detail about that. But moving right along, folks, the point I'm trying to make here is you do not want to depend solely on applying online because simply even if you have a great resume, even if it's customized, even if uh, you're applying for positions that are directly directly related to uh, your field, your skills, and what you bring to the table, you still have to deal with high levels of competition. High levels of competition is still going to be an issue. So this brings me to how are you, as, as a job seeker, as a pragmatic job seeker, how are you going to overcome uh, these high levels of competition? Well, my suggestion, folks, is you need to be looking at more proactive methods on how to apply for jobs. Uh, now, I'm not saying don't apply for jobs online. You still want to be applying for jobs online. What I'm saying is you need to figure out, folks, what can you do beyond simply applying online? You do not want to simply hit submit and then wait for a response. That is a challenge. And clearly the, clearly the numbers do not lie here, okay? 
uh, clearly the numbers do not lie. Like like I shared with you before, 420 of you voted, right? That that your biggest challenge, 76%, is you're applying for jobs and not getting a response, right? You're applying online, you're not getting a response. And, and again, yeah, like it's crazy, folks, right? Like like uh, this clearly shows that that the current way of doing things, you're applying for a job and you're waiting for a response. I mean, even before COVID nineteen, that was that was a, a not the most effective strategy, and and it's still a st still the same, and it's simply magnified right now, simply again due to the high levels of competition. So, what can you do to be more proactive? What can you do beyond simply applying online? So, I wanted to share a few ideas in regards to that. Number one is, and I'm, and, and you know, this is something I, I definitely advocate for, is direct messaging. You have to direct message the people that that you want to get in front of, right? This might be recruiters. This might be corporate recruiters. This might be hiring managers, potential hiring managers. So beyond applying, you need to make sure you're, you're identifying and reaching out to people directly. And you want to send them direct messages, direct messages through LinkedIn or maybe through email as well. You need to, you need to uh, get in direct contact so that you stand out amongst those other hundreds, if not thousands of other applications out there. Now, again, if you want more information about how you can do this, uh, check out my masterclass where I, I talk about how you can, you know, send these direct messages. And I also teach a course where, where I, I, I basically provide you with a, a start to finish process for how you can use direct messaging to get yourself in front of the right people, getting communication with them and increase your chances of getting interviews and standing out. So you're not just another one of those people uh, applying for jobs and, and, and not uh, getting any responses. So I'll get, I'll provide more information about my program later on, but, um, uh, Look, direct messaging, folks, identify the people that you want to get in front of and send them direct messages, right? Connect with them on LinkedIn, send them direct messages. Uh, so, so you got to make sure you're doing that. So that is that is the first suggestion, right? To stand out, to be more proactive. After you hit apply, see how you can get in direct contact with the people you want to get in touch with through direct messaging or email, right? Now, second thing is, and I know this might sound old school. I know some of you might not want to do this, but pick up the phone call into the organization and introduce yourself, uh, right? Ask to speak with the HR department, ask to speak with the corporate recruiter. If it's a smaller company, maybe you can speak directly with the hiring manager. Uh, you need to be willing to pick up the phone. And, and again, this is another avenue for you to use in order to stand out. So you're not just one of the other hundreds or thousands of applications that came in for the job posting, right? So this is another way for you to be proactive, for you to be proactive and stand out. So you're not depending on these, uh, uh, you, you know, on, on, on being, you know, an amazing resume or an amazing application that's going to stand out, right, uh, when the chances are so low. So, again, number two is see if you can use the phone. See if you have the courage to pick up the phone, call into the organization, ask to speak to HR, ask, ask to speak to the corporate recruiter, or ask to speak with uh, potential hiring managers that you identify. So that's another avenue. Now, number three is social media, folks. Make use of social media. If you're watching this on LinkedIn, or maybe you're not watching this on LinkedIn, but hey, make use of LinkedIn, folks. LinkedIn is a great platform for you to establish your personal brand. Establish yourself as the expert in your space so you're attracting attention, right? Now, I've done this for myself. If you're watching this, right, and, and you know maybe some of you have been following me for a while, maybe some of you have, have just recently started following me. Uh, when you think of a recruiter, when you think of an IT recruiter, when you think of someone talking about job search tips and advice, I'm probably one of the one of the you know first people that you probably think about, right? Right? Why? Because I'm always sharing my expertise, my knowledge on LinkedIn, and and that that gets all of you folks you know tuning in and watching my stuff. 
and it's not just job seekers, right? It's, it's this also attracts the attention of potential employers and maybe even clients that are looking for recruiters, right? Someone who's a recruitment expert. So this this is why almost every week I get I get inquiries from organizations and staffing agencies who are wondering if I want if I'm interested in pursuing new job opportunities, right? So this attracts employment opportunities my way as well. So strategy number three on being more proactive is building and establishing your own social media presence, especially on LinkedIn, because LinkedIn is where you can share your expertise, your knowledge, your ability to, ability to solve certain problems. So you need to take advantage of that, folks, and, and make use of social media as a proactive way to attract attention to yourself as an expert in your space, all right? And uh, tip number four, uh, strategy number four, whoa, it just started raining. That We got a thunderstorm over here. Uh, so strategy number four and how you can be more proactive, and this might, again, this is this is, this might not be applicable right now, but, um, well, uh, I guess I've kind of uh, covered this. Yeah, I was, I was about to speak about the, the phone calls, but I already spoke about phone calls, so apologies for that. So these are just some examples, folks, on how you can be proactive and go beyond simply applying online, right? Direct messaging, right? Sending, sending well, first of all, identifying the people who might be uh, hiring managers or corporate recruiters or people in HR at the company you're interested in working for. Uh, so after hitting apply, you're reaching out to them directly, maybe through uh, LinkedIn messaging, maybe through email, right? Uh, second thing is picking up the phone. Pick up, Be willing to pick up the phone, call the company, introduce yourself, ask, ask to speak to HR, ask to speak to the corporate recruiter, ask to speak to the potential hiring manager. Introduce yourself. That's going to help you stand out amongst those other hundreds of applications. And number three is, uh, make use of social media, make use of social media. LinkedIn is a great platform for you to establish yourself as, as the expert in your space. And that'll attract attention from potential employers because they're going to notice you. They're going to see you. Uh, they're going to see that you're someone that probably knows your stuff and they might be more interested in having a conversation. All right. So, uh, try the, you know, that's what basically what I wanted to tell you folks today is look, so many of you are, are struggling with, with this, this, this number one issue. So many people are facing right now, right? You're applying for jobs. You're waiting for a response and, and it's not getting you anywhere. So what I want to tell you folks is, look, the waiting the waiting game is not the right game right, right now. What you want to do is you definitely want to keep applying online. I'm not saying don't apply online, but you need to look at what can you do beyond simply applying online. You do not want to be passive. You need to be proactive, right? So what can you do beyond simply applying online and waiting for a response? And how many months have you been doing this, folks, where you've been applying online, waiting for a response? And nothing's happening. How long have you been? How long have you been waiting? How long have you been doing that? And what has that been costing you? Not in terms of lost income, but also in terms of co your career progression as, as well, right? What is that costing you? So think about what you can do that's proactive. I gave you some examples today. Uh, you know, direct messaging, phone calls, also establishing your social media brand. Now, if you need help with this, if you want more help on at least in regards to direct messaging, all right? Because I know most of you. Don't want to pick up the phone and call people. I know most of you don't have the time to, to uh, invest in, in your social media presence. Uh, the easiest way and, and easy, you know, that, uh, you know, I shouldn't say easy, but the simplest way for you to do this, uh, because it's still not easy because it does take some work, is direct messaging, right? Directly messaging or directly emailing people that, that are interested in and need to speak with people with your skills, your talent, and your expertise. And that is direct messaging. Uh, and making use of direct messaging. Now, if you want more help help with that, that is an area that I can help you with because I, and I have a digital course that is uh, that that you can invest in that allows you uh, where I teach you from start to finish how you can implement direct messaging into your strategy. And I talk about the four components 
to an effective direct message that's going to get the attention of recruiters, hiring managers, and help you out and, and get you those responses, which you can then convert into interviews, right? So if you want more information about my course, check it out on my, on my website. Uh, it's where I teach the three steps for applying to jobs the right way. Uh, right now, you can get it for $97 Canadian. Uh, that's including taxes. And uh, you can get it. You can get more details about the course at dkglobaltalent.com forward slash get interviews. dkglobaltalent.com forward slash get interviews. dkglobaltalent.com forward slash get interviews. And right now, if you sign up, I'm also including a weekly Zoom group call where we all meet every week on a Zoom call. And I'm there to, to support you, help you, and guide you through what's being taught in the program. So you're implementing and taking action on, on what I'm teaching in the course. All right. So make sure you check it out, folks, uh, on the website for more information. And uh, let me know if you, any, if you have any questions about that. All right. So uh, if you found this session helpful, please hit me up with a like and a share. I'm going to get to the questions shortly. And let me know if you have any more questions. I'm happy to answer any questions you have, folks, uh, before I wrap up this section. All right. So let me go, go over to the questions. I know Sumaya had a question early on. So Sumaya says, I'm a computer engineer. I was working in my country for 10 years in CMS, CRM, and website administration. And now I'm studying Salesforce to get the certification. Uh, but if I can't find a job, do you think it's a good idea that I enroll in project management program in college? Uh, well, Sumaya, firstly, like, um, you know, it depends on your career goals, right? And this is and basically what, what Sumaya is saying, folks, is uh, should she enroll in project management in college? So firstly, Sumaya, I mean, do your research, right? Like figure out what you want to do in your career. Like it looks like you, you're you looking to uh, currently pursue Salesforce, I, I guess sales, maybe Salesforce administration, uh, so, you know, given that you have experience working in, uh, well, I think you have, you have ex previous experience working in, in, uh, you know, CRM platforms, but, uh, if you want to pursue that, Sumaya, like pursue that first, but, but yeah, if you, if you, if that's not working out for you, if you feel that project management is where you want to be in your career, then definitely do the research, do the research in, into project management. Uh, you know, maybe set up some conversations with people who are currently in project management and figure out if, if that's the career path you want to pursue, right? So first do that before you jump right into investing in, in the project management program in, in whatever college. So it, basically, Soma, what I'm saying is this is a career decision. So take it seriously. Um, so do the research, investigate whether or not it's the right career path for you. And beyond that point, if you feel like, yes, this is, this is the, the direction I want to take, then absolutely, by, by all means, you know, uh, take, take a project management program in college right so it depends on you Sumaya. it depends on you depends on your career goals all right so great question hope that helps hope that helps out uh then we got uh abhinandan uh abhinandan uh shout out to abhinandan thanks so much for tuning in and appreciate your your question here so abhinandan says with but with a single column format i cannot fit into a one-page resume is it fine to go for two pages in this case yeah abhinandan like look uh, uh and abhinandan this isn't this not just goes for you but everyone else out there Frankly, folks, I don't understand this obsession with one-page resumes. I know a lot of people are trying to sell this whole one-page resume thing. But myself as a recruiter, I have never dismissed an applicant because their, their resume was, was more than one page. Literally, I have never done that. Now, whether or not I, your resume captures my attention, that's a different thing, right? Because the content of your, your resume doesn't make a difference. But this whole one-page resume thing, it's really getting out of hand and, and it's really starting to annoy me. How many people out there are trying to tell job seekers that your resume has to, has to, has to have one page? I mean, it's ridiculous, right? Like, like for those of you folks who keep on pushing for this one-page resume thing, uh, like, uh, like I don't get it. Like, I have never come across a great resume that I have dismissed as a recruiter simply because it was more than one page. Never. 
and I've never presented a resume to a hiring manager where the hiring manager got back to me and said, Dean, I'm not going to proceed with this applicant because their their, their resume was, was more than one page. I, it just never happened, folks. Put the focus, and this goes to you, Abhinandan, as well as everyone else out there. Folks, stop obsessing over the one-page thing and start obsessing over the content of your resume. What you have written on your resume, how you presented yourself on your resume is much more important than the number of pages. Now, my experience as a recruiter, I've been, I, you know, I've, I've specialized in recruiting in IT, uh, primarily for mid to senior level positions, where most of the resumes are between three to, usually three to five pages. And, you know, yeah, of course, I come across the eight to 10 page resumes. And I've never dismissed those resumes simply because of the number of pages. If I do dismiss a resume, if I do pass on a resume, it's because I do not see the fit between what the client is looking for, what the hiring team is looking for, and what this person has on their resume. That's the only reason why I would I would skip over a resume or pass over a resume. All right. So so yeah, just so that's my advice, Abhinandan. Right? Do not listen to these people who are obsessing over one-page resumes, especially if you're a senior-level person. It's impossible to fit your entire eight eight ten years into one page. It's ridiculous. All right. Now, the, the, the scenario where you do want to use a one-page resume is maybe if you are you have a face-to-face -face meeting and you want to physically hand over your resume to someone, that's when a one-page resume might make sense. But if we're, if we're talking about applying for jobs online, uh, applying to jobs, submitting your resume to, uh, to an ATS, the one-page resume is not going to be effective. Uh, if you want to hear more, more of my thoughts on this, Abhinandan, go to my LinkedIn profile. Uh, go to the featured section and read the article I released on Monday if you want to hear more of my thoughts on this and even the dangers of a one-page resume, right? So thanks for your question, Abhijanandan. Hope that helps. Uh, Sneha said, if you apply with a cover letter, please please make sure that you address the correct organization and person. Yeah, absolutely. Folks, uh, I'm laughing, but this is a very serious issue. Like I, I've seen, uh, I mean, you know, and, and myself as Sneha, we used to be co-workers we used to work at the same, uh, uh, you know, staffing agency in the past. And we, we used to see this all the time, right? Like people uh, creating cover letters, putting in the wrong name of the wrong company name, addressing the wrong person. And even now I get messages on LinkedIn, you know, people, people not even calling me by my name, like some other name, like, uh, and not that this is an issue isn't in and of, in and of itself, but the fact is it, it clearly shows that you're just copying, pasting some stuff. So, so what are, they're not going to take their time to read anything you wrote because they're going to be like, okay, this person clearly copied and pasted this. So this is not going to be anything relevant to me. So definitely agree with you, Sneha. Folks, pay attention, folks. Uh, and don't, don't, if you're going to make a mistake on the cover letter, I mean, don't put that you're a detail-oriented person either because guess what? Now you're no longer detail-oriented, right? So, hey, pay attention to that, folks. Uh, we got Abhinandan here again. Abhinandan says, I find identifying the correct person in an organization when writing a cover letter to be hard because they have multiple recruiters. How do I proceed in this case? Yeah, Abhinandan. So send multiple uh, send multiple copies of your resume and cover letter to each each recruiter, right? Do that in case, right? In, in that case, if there's multiple corporate recruiters, you're not sure which recruiter is the right one. Send it to all of them, right? And customize the cover letter addressing the uh, you know each of the recruiters respectfully, uh, respective of of which recruiter it is at the organization, right? So cover all your all, cover all the bases, folks. All right. Uh, uh, Somaya says Salesforce admin and uh, thanks. Yeah, no, no worries, Samaya. I hope that helps. I uh, hope the advice I, I gave helps. <clears throat> uh, Abhinandan says, understood. I have 3.5 years of experience, so fairly junior position. Thank you for the information. We'll check the article. Yeah, yeah, check out that article, Abhinandan, because look, folks, 
the my problem like with the multi-column and and you know it's not even the one page thing like i don't even i don't like if you can put all if you can if you can sell yourself on a one page resume folks i'm fine with that hey if you can do it congratulations good for you but if nothing else my biggest problem folks is this the the, the two column resume the two column resume the multi-column resume that is what i'm most concerned about because it's not practical it's not practical because not every ats can recognize intelligently recognize multiple columns and what happens is uh when it tries to convert your resume into a readable format within the ats the, the ats is not intelligent to the degree that it can identify multiple columns so everything is going to be scrambled up and now when the recruiter is looking at your your application within the ats they're going to see a whole bunch of scrambled up stuff and it might cost you the opportunity because they might not download your resume they might not try to decipher what it says on your on your uh uh, application within the ATS, they're just going to move on to the next, uh, you know, resume. So folks, this is why it's so important, by the way. And by the way, I'm not trying to, uh, you know, make myself look good here, but, uh, you got to make sure folks, the advice you get is practical and you got to make sure that the person giving you the advice has worked in recruitment or has used an ATS because anyone who has used an ATS or who has worked in recruitment will agree with me that multi-column resumes are not a good idea. All right. Any recruiter watching this, if you want to put it in the comments, feel free to let me know if you agree with me on this. Most recruiters will agree me agree with me on this, that a single page resume is the safest thing for you to do. If you're applying for jobs online, if you know for a fact it's going to go into an ATS because these fancy multi-column resumes with the charts and the graphics and, and the bunny rabbits and, and the, the multiple columns, the ATS cannot convert it. They, the ATS does not know what these things are. All right, so this is the risk, folks. All right, so yeah, Abhidandan, definitely check out my, uh, my that article. And uh, folks, all I'm saying is you, you got to be practical, folks, right? Just because something looks nice does not mean it's practical. That's the point I'm trying to make here. So uh, if you're going to use a one-page multi-column resume, use it only, only if you have an actual meeting and you're physically handing a human being your resume. That is the only scenario where you should be using a multi-column one-page resume. Because those resumes are definitely easier to read. It's human friendly, but it's not ATS friendly. All right, let me repeat that. It's human friendly, but it's not ATS friendly, folks. That is the point I'm trying to make here. Right. So keep this in mind when you're when you're putting your resume together. Uh, Sumaya says, "Is a cover letter really necessary?" So Sumaya, if you're uh, Sumaya, my my thoughts in regards to this is, if you're applying directly to an organization, yes, you should probably should put a cover letter. Uh, and if you're going to be submitting your resume, if you know for sure your, your resume is going to be uh, put in front of a, a corporate recruiter or a hiring manager, then yes. Uh, if it's to a staffing agency, then no. As a staffing agency recruiter myself, I can't remember the last time I took the time to read a cover letter, right? Because staffing agencies, uh, you know, we're, we're skipping straight to the resume part, right? Like for the, at least that's me. And, and, you know, maybe most most staffing agency recruiters out there might agree with me. Maybe some agency recruiters out there might not. But for the most part, I don't I don't read cover letters as, as a staffing agency recruiter. I, I skip right to the resume. Right now, if you want to be on the safe side, just in case it's, it's uh, you know, a recruiter that does read over the cover letter, then, yeah, maybe you want to include the cover letter. You have nothing to lose. Right. So if you want to be on the safe side, so my, I'd say put a cover letter for everything. But just to give you a realistic outlook, like if you're submitting your resume to a staffing agency, chances are the recruiter is not going to read your cover letter. They're going to go straight to your resume. All right. So hope that helps, Sumaya. Uh, great question there. 
Um, and yeah, I guess you had another, yeah, I guess I already answered your question. So that looks like that's it for today, folks. So look, I hope you got some great information out of today's session. Hope that helps. Make sure you hit me up with a like and make sure you share with your network. Uh, so you folks are, you know, uh, not only yourself, but your network is applying these strategies to their job search. Hey, I just want to keep it real, folks. I just want to give you information that's practical, that's pragmatic, that makes sense in the real world, right? So, hey, mark your calendars every Wednesday, 11 a.m. Eastern time zone. I'm right here on LinkedIn, YouTube, Facebook, uh, Twitter, also Instagram, sharing job search tips and advice that you can apply to your job search, right? So mark your calendars, folks. Wednesdays, 11 a.m. Eastern time zone. See you again next week. And by the way, if you're a project manager, you're interested in project management, interested in PMP, my, my, I have a special guest either either next week or the following week. Uh, she is a project manager who completed her PMP within 20 days. All right. So I'm going to have her on the show and have her speak about how can you get your PMP within 20 days? Is it even possible or is she just, uh, you know, uh, exaggerating there? So let's find out. All right. So make sure you follow me, folks. And I'll see everybody next week. All right. So, hey, thanks so much for tuning in. Have a fantastic uh, week ahead. Keep pushing through, folks. All right. Have a good one.